Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richard. Today, we're going over the newsroom. We've got an exclusive chat with Nathan Chapman of Pro Kick Australia. We take our half-year review of the NFL season so far. And of course, we'll get over to Chris's betting corner where we both laid huge donuts and it was a pretty ordinary effort all around. And we'll finish off with the upcoming games from the weekend. But positive news, unlike our betting news, it's our 21st, 21st birthday today, James. It is. And unlike my other 21st birthday I had in real life, I'm not going to get so drunk that I can't walk. But I'll do something similar. Me and Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get over the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. And in shattering news to fantasy teams everywhere, Latavian Bell... Levian Bell? We're not going back. Levian Bell is his name. Levian Bell has (laughs) torn his ACL... Uh, MCL. MCL would have been helpful if you put it in the rundown. As the <laughs> Don't get sassy. Pittsburgh Steelers lose 16-10 to the undefeated Bengals. The who? Bengals. Thank you. So, <laughs> basically, their season's done, in my opinion. They can make playoffs. They can't win the Super Bowl. But they cannot go all the way without him. He's so important to that to that offense, the way they, they operate. Uh, unless D'Angelo Williams can you know turn back the clock five or six odd years, they're in real trouble. Pretty impressive. Uh, Andy Dalton had a pretty average game, but led them down the field and and got the touchdown when it was needed. So it's just really showing more and more maturity from that Bengals team. Yeah, I think they're having a great year. I mean, this is a record for them. They've never gone this long um, to start a season without without losing a game. So it's really impressive. And, and Bengals fans, no teams ever miss out on the playoffs from 7-0 and in case you're wondering. So rest easy. You're, in. you're on your way to your first first round playoff loss. <laughs> At least it'll be in week two. Yeah. Steve Smith tears his Achilles in a 29-26 win over the Chargers. Uh, this is real. It actually is heartbreaking. He, he just hit in that game the 10th all-time receiving yards. He's only about 40 behind the 9th. He's had an outstanding career. I have a feeling he's going to come back. Knowing what Steve Smith is like, he will not want to end his career on on an injury like that. And it, plenty of people come back from Achilles injuries. It's not like a knee. Would the Ravens have him, though? Absolutely, they would. Harbrow's already come out and said he would love to have him back. And he, he actually said, I, I don't think you've seen the last of Steve Smith. So I, I think he'll definitely be back. I hope he'll be back because I don't want him to go out like that. Question, though, is he a Hall of Famer, Rich? Um, I say yes. Yeah, 100%. probably. It, it's he led the league for three seasons straight in every receiving. But category. the league is changing. They can only take so many per year, and there's going to be a lot of wide receivers. Marvin Harrison's still not in there. Yeah. but he had his issues. Yeah, well, he's, Steve you know, Smith car washes and stuff. Yeah, Steve Smith carried Carolina for a long time and was has never done anything morally out of the order. No rings. Uh, no, lost to the Patriots with a Vinatieri field goal. 
He's had a great career, though. So, yeah. look, I, I, I think he will. Someone who is definitely going to the Hall of Fame, who has now got the equal touchdown record for touchdowns in a game in a shootout win over the Giants, our man Drew Brees. He just keeps getting better every week. This game was amazing. Did you watch it? Yeah, not a not a defender in sight. Nope. <laughs> it was... Can any of them rush the passer? It looked like a college Mac it was, football game. Yeah, it they, was out of control. Terrible. Drew Brees did whatever he wanted. And in saying that, Eli Manning threw six touchdowns as well. Yeah, I'd have blamed so fantasy. Like the, it's, it's not like the Saints were doing, any, were doing much better defensively. The two terrible defenses. As a Cowboys fan, I was wrapped watching the Giants lose that. Um, Australian man, Brad Wing. Yeah, I was going to say a little Australian twist on it. I'll Brad... defend him. They bagged him for his punt. It was a 60-yard punt, 58-yard punt that three guys missed a tackle on. Yeah, even he was probably instructed to do it exactly. by the coach. So I won't handle his punt. And he's a punter. He's not used to tackling guys. He shouldn't have to it tackle anybody. Exactly. I will defend him on that. I won't defend him on his new celebration of pretending he's Oh, the chip. Chipping. Yeah, I don't like it that It is either. stupid. But also, if a Giants fan wants to try and blame him, how about you blame the other 49 points you gave up? <laughs> like, get out of the kid's face. If you give up 50 points, you don't deserve to win, yeah, in my opinion. Agreed. Straight up. Now... The Raiders took care of the Jets, 34-20. to 20. Car threw four interceptions. They won this easy. It was 28-zip at one yep. point. One and it then, going away. Yep, and then the Raiders did what they what they had to do. They ran the ball reasonably well in the second half to keep the clock rolling, dropped their defense back, didn't give up any big plays. Geno Smith, who came in for the ends of Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's got torn ligaments in his non-throwing hand. Yeah, he came in to bomb a couple down the field late. No, yeah, because Geno got hammered. Um, well, Raiders' defensive line, pretty frisky. They're pretty good. Olden Smith has been great for them. I wanted to move on really quickly, but I'll stay on Geno. Is he the dumbest football player in the NFL? He's running downfield and takes a shot. You're a quarterback. Step out of bounds, you idiot. He's an idiot, and we'll leave it on that because a young quarterback who's not an idiot is your man, famous Jameis Crablegs Winston, <laughs> who had a 23-20 overtime win over the Falcons, who were 6-1 and one at that point. They're getting a lot better. He's making some great plays. Obviously a great leader. Did you see his block? Yeah. When he, he yeah, ran the, the sweep the drill. Yeah. And he didn't just go up. When the quarterbacks kind of go up and, and half ass try and lay a block, he accelerated into the linebacker he cut him. and flattened him. Yeah, cut him. Now, in watching the play, if he hadn't have laid the block, he wouldn't have tripped the running back, who maybe would have got a 20-yard touchdown. But they're the moments that a team, that a defensive line, the receivers and the running backs look at and go, wow, this kid is all in. Pretty impressive. He then had a great drive in overtime to win the game. I really like him. He's jumped Mariota in my books for Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he's going to struggle with Gurley and Cooper, but we'll get to that. But... Bucks defense is looking okay. Falcons really starting to struggle now. Uh, yeah, there's a few question marks over the Falcons. They're, Poor, they've got no pass rush. They probably shouldn't have lost that Saints game. I mean, I was at that. They just, they just start way too slow. Yep. Losing one, they sh- you can't afford to drop one to the Bucks. I mean, we're ordinary. And in well, division now, I mean, I know they've got a lot of wins already. They've got six wins. But you can't be dropping divisional Saints games. Saints are coming. Yeah, they'll come back to get you. Yep, the Saints are coming, and they've, they've got to play the same. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to our review, but that, that division's getting deceptively tight all of a sudden. Yeah, sneaky interesting. Speaking of things that aren't interesting, Matt Cassell shows he is a very ordinary football player, and the Cowboys lose 13-12 to in what was a really bad game of the Seahawks. It was not entertaining. I could understand a Seahawks fan or a Cowboy fan getting something out of it because it was close. But if you're like me, just a person who loves football, 
that was not a good game. It wasn't the greatest game, no. And as a Cowboys fan, I did get something out of it by getting to watch Greg Hardy because he is a different specimen. He's unbelievable. I, I will say, so I was up for them starting him a couple of weeks ago. It's not working. Nope. He it's it's not it's not even his throwing of the ball, which isn't good either. He's it's just bad. For a veteran quarterback, it's no did good. you see on the four, on the drive, he not only did he miss Cole Beasley wide open on a seam route, and I mean watch the tape. Legion of Boom, you would have blown another game. He was wide open, would have caught the ball in the thirty, game over. He got sacked on that play because dawdling, he stood there dawdling for towards 12 the sideline. Seconds. He's a moron. One, one really pet peeve I'll have from this game, the refs. Field goal try for Dallas Cowboys, fourth and three in the last quarter. Seahawks have just come off a timeout. They have 12 men on the field. The snap is imminent. A flag is thrown and a whistle is blown. Pete Carroll is trying to take another timeout, which we all know in the rule book is illegal. You cannot take back-to-back timeouts. It is unsportsmanlike conduct. Should have been a 15-yard penalty or... Should have been, no, sorry, you can't take your time out. And 12 men on the field gives the Cowboys a fourth down in the last quarter. I don't want to say they would have scored, but they would have taken a lot more time off the clock. Refs need to pull their head in. If I know that rule, NFL refs should know that rule. Ridiculous. Let's move on before I have a heart attack, Richard. Colts had the chance to come from behind to knock off Carolina, but nope. Carolina managed to pull it out in overtime. And they should have pulled it out quicker if Ted Jr. knew how to catch. What is wrong with that guy? You know what? You know uh, what he's fast. You know what he can do? He can run fast. Yeah, that's all he he, the reason he only punt returns. He's the, Gino Smith should take a leaf out of his book. No one loves the sideline more than Ted Ginn Jr. Oh, Ted. He, he can't get out of bounds fast enough. Yeah, he's he's very soft and he can't catch. So that's exactly what you want in a receiver, in my opinion. This was a boring game up until, until the, the last quarter. five minutes. Yeah, it was teeming rain. Interesting. Colts offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton has now been fired. I think Chuck Pagano is just trying to do anything he can to shift blame so he doesn't get sacked. He's going to get sacked anyway. I don't know why he's bothering burning bridges with other coaches. At some point it'll happen. No, because he wasn't his hiring. Pat Hamilton wasn't Pagano's hiring. Fair enough. And he's gone to Mike Munchak, I believe, who was the Browns coach. Yeah, he's he's, had He's been with him for a bit. So that's what they're deciding to do. I will say when when Colts started scoring, they ran the no huddle, which primarily meant that Andrew Luck was, in fact, calling the plays. So what's that saying? Maybe his problem isn't him. Maybe it's a little bit on the offense coordinator. Who knows? Only time will tell. Let's move on to Denver, who no one saw this coming as they destroyed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Absolutely destroyed them. Packers it was, it have was a real clinic. holes. Yep. It was a clinic. Offensive line is not very good. Eddie Lacy is fat and slow. He can't make a guy miss in the open field. And that line ain't too flash either. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. And they're really missing... This is what worried me on the Jordy Nelson injury. The Packers are going to make playoffs. They're going to win that division 97% likely. They're going to win that. But when you get to the playoffs and you're playing good teams and you've got Seattle and you've got Denver and you don't have a Jordy Nelson, a key number one receiver, to not only have the best corner on but to roll coverages to, it affects your entire offense. Denver dominated. Aaron Rodgers had 74 yards passing. That has a serious dint in his MVP race. Yeah, uh, the Denver the Denver D looked outstanding, and quite frankly, Peyton Manning threw for three hundred and fifty yards. Now I know there's a couple of picks in there and no touchdowns, but he looked good. That's a lot we, of yards. Me and you watched that game together. Yeah, he looked good. He throws the ball very high in the air, but it lands exactly where it needs to land ninety percent of the time. His ac- I will not bag his accuracy. It's outstanding. Yeah. 
Um, we'll move on to the last couple of news items. Keenan Allen having a, an amazing season out now for the remainder of the season with a lacerated kidney. Yeah, that's got to hurt. Pretty tough injury, and he got it on that touch. Did you just see that touchdown catch? Yeah. In the corner of the end zone? Yeah, great, great catch. catch. He was having a great year. Really disappointing for the Chargers because they're starting to crumble now. And, yeah, it's it's it's, it's not, not looking good for them. And our second coach has gone down, and again, it's not my guy, Gruden. It's <laughs> Ken Wisenhunt. Started one and seven. They Pretty won average. the first game against the Bucks. Looking good too. Everyone thinking they were looking good, and, they, and they've just fallen apart. Interesting, and I'll give you credit for the stat, mate, because you put it on. No, don't give me. It, I, I got it from around the NFL. Right, so nice. Don't worry. <laughs> Ken Wisenhunt in his last fifty games is six and forty-four. That's disgusting. That, that'll get you fired in Gridiron Victoria. Yep, and this is a guy who was one freak play off winning, being a Super Bowl winning head coach with Arizona. If Antonio Holmes drops that ball, he wins a Super Bowl. How times can change. Exactly. Coming up next, from Pro Kick Australia, we've got Nathan Chapman. And joining us now, Nathan Chapman of Pro Kick Australia. How are you, Nathan? How you going, guys? Very well, thank you. Want to sort of start us off, we know you've been on a lot of the different SEM platforms before, but for people who are hearing your name and your voice for the first time, how does a former number two AFL overall draft pick find himself in Green Bay? Well, uh, actually, that, well, that took about three years, about 400 videos, 2,000 emails, and lots of late nights. So uh, it took a long time, but uh, I guess it sort of paid off in the end to, um, you know, to be able to finally make a connection and, and get a chance of having a workout over there. Now, the key word in there was videos. Oh, did I say that was probably beta VHS? Actually, it was, <laughs> it was probably. Yeah, How many of those uh, you have to send out? Yeah, I actually I did. I had a stack of them. It was it was yeah it was beta VHS tapes. Wow, thanks for that, Nathan. Who actually taught you the technique of punting? Because obviously you're now the guy who who teaches most of the successful guys in the college and, and the NFL. Who actually taught you the the, the technique? Um, you know, there, there was a lot of I won't say trial and error. So in terms of when I went over there, I now look at some of that film and then almost cringe and see exactly what I would try and change as a um, a student coming into our program. So. When I first went over there, I was my first, I guess, initiation to American football was at a Ray Guy punting camp. So I guess I was probably taught initially from Ray Guy himself. And um, and our relationship started in that, that I would then go back to his, um, you know, and, and work and visit him and sort of learn more off him and watch the videos. But then when I got and brought those skills back here, I then had to make a bit of an adaptation between what he was teaching, but then also the, the skill set of an AFL footballer or anyone who's kicked a, an Aussie rules ball because they were coming from a different, I guess, avenue of learning how to kick. Well, we knew how to kick. We just had to change it so that it, it fit the format of American football. And that's probably changed a little bit because when we first started sending guys over, they wanted to see us look exactly like an American punter. But now it's show me more of the Australian skills. The pooch punts. Us, yeah, but also they're now more accustomed to seeing guys kick it a little bit differently and, yep. and get a very good result. So they're, they're okay to be able to say, I don't need you to look like an American and you hold the ball funny 
or you've got to point your toe a bit further or do something different. They're not as so much set in their ways on the skill set. They they obviously now just look for the outcome and um, and make their you know their decisions based off that. Do you see more of um, and for those who watch a lot of college football rather than NFL football, you see a lot of the shield punt style in the college more than you do in the NFL. Almost where they're rolling out, able to kick on the move, things like that. Are they the sorts of things that you're finding more colleges that you talk to for your guys are looking for? Yeah, we've we've changed the way we, I guess, recruit players into our program. It it, it used to be I need an X factor in power, distance, and hang time, and now it's we can accommodate for guys who have what you would call the pro style punt with the you know the two step spiral, which is hanging high and long. And then, but we've also got some coaches who are requesting um, guys who can kick left and right foot. So, um, and not necessarily have the booming leg. Yes, they like to see it, but they realise that the uh, being able to move the move the pocket out and, and roll and, and kick it creates time and it creates, I guess, a little bit of separation in in the defence type thing, and it allows allows you to get out closer to the sideline and certain things like that. So we've had um, coaches request nothing but, and I think there has been a, quite a shift. So when we discuss this type of thing with coaches, we'll, we'll particularly ask them, do you want to run a pro-style punt or do you want to roll out Australian rules punt? And, um, and then we select our player that might suit the best. And obviously that helps set up the... The kid a lot more, or not? They're not all kids, obviously. Some are quite older. Um, putting them in the best position for success. Well, then that's what we're after. There's no point. I guess part of our program's about assessing and profiling each player. What can they handle? What's their, I guess, their competitive nature? What's their professional nature? What What are they going to? We want them to thrive. We want them to succeed and enjoy their career, as opposed to be overwhelmed by 110,000 people and I guess, you know, we've noticed over the last couple of weeks we would have seen um, what happened at Michigan and, you know, the the social media outcry and blah, blah, blah. You've got to be able to handle that. So if there is someone who's a quiet type of guy who's got a a good skill set and kicks left and right foot, well, that means we're not going to put him at Alabama who's going to be crazy intense and want to kick massive spirals so it's a it's we do really try and place them in the right spot because if you're enjoying where you are well there's no reason to want to come home or um you know if it's not going well you'll get down in the dump so uh certainly something that we do look at yeah and and you've had some some really success you've had some great success in the nfl at the moment a guy that that we've we've taken a bit of a liking to after having him in for an interview tom hornsey or as we named him the hornsey devil how do you think he's going to go next off-season? We're rooting for him to get another gig. The Dallas punters had a fairly good season. What's what? What would his next, you know, his options be for next season? Well, I guess the the reality of this time of year and when you're trying to break in, you're you're unlikely. Tom's unlikely to go into a roster elsewhere now, um, given when there's two or three weeks left in the season. And a team need to change, yes. But generally, generally, unless you're a seasoned player, you won't go from team to team. If you're a rookie and haven't played, the only real opportunity you get to play is with the team that you trained with in the off season. 
Okay. And then you might have workouts during the year. So Tom will be, you know, we're looking at getting Tom a few workouts during this season. Basically, you, you, the plan is to set yourself up for next year to show coaches that, hey, you're going to go higher on our radar and you're going to, um, you know, you're worth bringing in for a workout and, and getting on a, you know, um, a roster come early next year. So, um Having said that, staying in America is really difficult. So I would say we've got until, you know, November or December and then it'll, it'll start to get cold and then we'll be looking for some workouts. If not, it's back here and it's three months of training and we go again um, and put the feelers out. But if you don't make it, and you're right, Chris Jones has had a great... He's actually had a really good season um, punting-wise. You know, if, you, if your backup provides the... The pressure for you, to, you know, for you to either step up or, or step across. And um, this year, Chris has been really good. I think he's felt the pressure there from Tom, um, and good on him. But you know, we certainly would like to see Tom on a roster because he uh, he certainly got that ability to play in the league. It's now um, you know one of the most sought after spots. You know, there's not many available, so you get it when you can. Turning to someone who. Is on an NFL roster and performing pretty outstandingly for mine, Jordan Berry. I'm going to take a tiny claim to fame with him. I did coach him on a junior state trip at one stage when he first was in your program. Um, and he was only allowed to do kickoffs and punts, but he kept sprinting downfield to try and make the tackle on the kickoffs, make his tape look better. Um, until I believe someone from your organization saw the tape and told him to cut it out. We managed to get him to stop doing it. Um, he's going outstandingly this year. You must be p- proud as punch. Yeah, look, he's, uh, you're right, I do, I sort of do remember having that conversation, say, hey, Jordo, keep your, just, you know what, mate, you've got something else you need to worry about, we'll, we'll be fine, just, um, you know, make sure that you can punt, but he, again, he was a, a, a very good athlete, and I guess had the, had the passion to, to want to make tackles and try and catch the ball, but we had to pull his head in a little bit, Um He's gone really well. Look, he started off really well. He's had, you know, he's had a couple of punts he'd like to bring back. Um, I think this season's, you know, it's now sort of going to come into that period where it gets windier and colder, and um, now he'll, he'll need to really settle down and focus on making sure that that the job that he does is good. It doesn't need to be great. It just needs to be good. And if you take that that pressure and stress off yourself when it gets windy, you've just got to. You don't always need to kick your best kick ever you just got to do what the coach wants and um sometimes the fans may not see that you know the coach might say hey listen important time of the game just give us a 38 yard fair court and, you know and the fans might say hey that's why didn't he kick it 60 yards but there's there's certain times where now he just needs to do what's right for the team and not try and you know be accurate to the millimeter and putting it on the one yard every time he's just got to do a good job and settle through the rest of the year um, so that they can, yeah, if they get a, a, a shot in those playoffs that they're they're up and about and ready to go, but, and then he'll be fine. Set himself again for next year and um, and build, get stronger and understand the game more and uh, and go again. And, and one thing I have noticed, looking at the punting stats, I know Brad Wing isn't one of your boys, but one thing the Australian punters seem to excel at, and they're both tied leading the league, is the inside the 20 punt, which is very important. And you know, fans and people who aren't as into the NFL might not realise that 
that's probably more important than your averages, than your net averages and, and your punt averages is to actually pin teams down inside the 20. Is that something that Australians always excel at or is it just a bit of a coincidence this season? Oh, um, we, we've got a rule in any of our coaching that no matter where, I want to say no matter where you are in the field, but we basically say if you've got the ability to kick it, you know, 50 and 60 yards, put it at the five-yard line. We, we try and teach them to be more precise with, with where they place it, and we still do train for it. So we train a lot now on doing the Aussie drop punt midfield and putting it at the two-yard line. It's Because it is a different ball, and it still is a skill set. And when it's windy, it's difficult to control. So we practice it as much as we can. Um, you're right, it is a great stat. And if you can put it inside the 20, again, the, the percentages of that team then scoring on that next drive is greatly reduced. So, um, you know, you'd like you'd like to also think if you've got a lot of inside 20s and your average is, you know, 43 yards, you're probably thinking that your team's going okay because you're, you're always punting around midfield. So um, it's certainly as important as, as anything. I think there's the inside 20 and then um, all you've got to show is when you're backed up that you can, you can kick that thing as, as far as anyone else in the league, and then you should have a pretty good career. Yeah, exactly. And, and those boys both seem to be doing really well, and hopefully um, the, the Hornsey Devil can get himself going in the off-season. Look, th- there is one more thing I want to bring up with you, Nathan, before I let you go. I yeah. have a bit of inside intel that uh, Blake O'Neill, obviously in his senior year, leaving Michigan. Is there another one of your boys maybe coming in there to play under Coach Harbrow? There better be. <laughs> I've, well, I've, uh, I've heard some pretty good, uh, some pretty accurate insight that... You already have someone in there that it's a little bit secret, though. Would you like to break some news for us? Um, I'll, you know, I'll always break some news, um, but I'll only ever break the news when um, when everything's signed off. But we do our utmost to know that um, you know it was important for Blake to have a good season, so that you know, uh, like, you know it's like all of our guys, we we choose them on character to join our program along with their ability, and then their job, they become role models and they become ambassadors for um, other pro-kick students. And if they do a good job, they open up the door and give an opportunity for another student to follow them. And that's what we require of them. We train them to a level to succeed, out, out um, do the coach's expectations so that the coach rings up and says, I want another one. And that's what we hold our players accountable to. So... If we think Blake's doing his job, then it makes my job easier to coach, you know, to call Coach Harbour and, and Coach Baxter and say, I've got your next guy. And like, is, that, is that maybe why Brad Wing isn't one of your boys? No. No, Brad was just, he was doing his own thing before we sort of, you know, really got started. So, um, you know, he went to high school over there. So, you know, no issues there with Brad. He's just a different pathway of, of getting into it. So, um, you know, but uh, I'd be disappointed if you don't hear another pro-kick student at Michigan. At Michigan, beautiful. Fantastic. And look, I thought Blake handed him, handled himself outstandingly. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough situation. After, after the mishap he had. And that for the same token, I think Michael Dixon down in Texas handled himself superbly. Um, when he had one. And they're all having great seasons as well. So, Yep. The last thing we want to, to leave you with, Nathan, you have two 
of the the last two Ray Guy Award winners are yours with Hackett in 2014 out of Utah and Hornsey out of Memphis in, in 2013. You've got a number of kids going around at the moment and there's a lot of Australians kicking. Are you prepared to, to pick your 2015 winner? Well, um, I, I reckon we've got two options so far this year. If, if, if we look at who may have won the awards weekly and who's had a good season and whose numbers are up, remember whether it's who our choice could win it or should win it, if you don't have enough kicks, you can't qualify. So there's certain things that might... Cameron Johnson's having a great season. On a very good team too. Um, on a very good team. Is he going to have enough kicks? Um, I think he gets overlooked a couple of times during the... You know, I mean, he's had a couple of 50-yard you know, averages and, and still sort of didn't win the award. And He's got um, some pretty Alex, shiny jewellery to have a look at though. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, Alex Canal had 10 punts last week and had a 49.8-yard average with about six inside the 20 and didn't win the weekly award. So um, if, I, if I look at the playing field now and have a look at who's been winning the weekly awards, then you've probably got the only two... I mean, this is going to sound really... I'm not saying that there's no one else in the running, but the two weekly awards, which is Tom Ackett and also uh, Alex Cannell, then I think you throw in Cameron Johnson, um, and I would I would hazard a guess that um, I would hazard a guess that just based on pure punts, because Alex has had about four billion, that he would probably <laughs> be one that's um, a very good chance. He gets a bit of a workout down there at Wake Forest. For those <laughs> who don't know, they haven't haven't been a great team this season. Well, I think he's actually only got about three more kicks to go before he breaks the collegiate record. <laughs> like, as in the the record of punts for a college career. So, I like check that one out if you. It's uh, that, that'll look good on a resume in the NFL. <laughs> well, he's had like seriously, he's had he had ninety five kicks every year for the last three years, and going at the same again this year. And Cameron Johnson has thirty, so thirty to forty per year. So he's had like. Alex has had like four careers. Yeah, the, the, the Buckeyes just keep putting it in the end zone. <laughs> That's the oh, biggest right. difference. Dan Braxton Miller. <laughs> yeah, he's constantly scoring. <laughs> Look, Nathan, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Just before you go, um, if you'd like to, um, just a little bit about more, where, a bit more information about where someone could find uh, ProKick. Okay, well, obviously, we, uh, we've, got a, we've got a website, which is ProKickAustralia.com. Um, if people want to check out a little bit more uh, on a daily basis of what we do, our um, Pro Kick Australia Facebook is not a bad one, a resource to go. I think that kids are more visual these days and like to see the pretty pictures and lots of crowd and blah, and all of the noise that comes with that. Um, and you know, to be honest, Nathan at ProKickAustralia.com is an email address they can... Do you know what? You need to get assessed because you just don't know how close you could be to um, possibly being in that position to go over. So, um, if, as we say, if Tommy Hackett, a little five foot ten um, kid from Scotch, can run around and and be the best punter in college, well, maybe there's a few more kids that be in that position. Fantastic! Thanks so much for your time, Nathan. We appreciate it. Thanks, Coming up next, we'll go over to our mid-season review. Hi, this is the Chris Tyler, and you're listening to another SEN America podcast. Okay, mid-season review. James, start with the AFC East Patriots way out in front. They will win the division. They've probably got the MVP as their quarterback right now. Yep. How do you see the rest of the division? 
Uh, the Jets, after dropping that game to the Raiders, they've become a little bit irrelevant, I guess, now. Like, I, just, like, I don't like them as much for some reason. And I kind of like the Raiders more now, who are on the same record as them, which we'll get to. Buffalo and Miami, basically, they're playing this week. Whoever wins that game will decide who has a chance still. Um, the Bills have to play the Patriots and the Jets twice. And Miami have to play the Patriots in the last game and the Jets still. I, I, I don't know. It's a Patriots division by a mile, and maybe one of them can eke out a wild card. But they're relying on other teams to fall apart, in my opinion. Okay, moving on to the AFC North. Um now, this one is probably the one we got the most wrong in the preseason. I said the Steelers would win the division. Jay, you said the Ravens would win the division. Our mate Matty said the Steelers would win the division. The Bengals out in front, 7-zip. How, how are the Bengals winning games if they're a great recording artist? You've got into my head now. I just screw it up every time. <laughs> this is fun. Is this what it's like when you pick on me? Yes. Yes, this is awesome. Yeah, you were right. The Cincinnati Bengals... Like the Bengal Tiger. That's what they're named after, Richard. Are you double thinking yourself? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm overthinking it. Are you wrapping your brain? Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. We're getting off track. Chris, don't distract us like that. God. Sorry, I'll go back in my box. Why is your yeah, microphone even on? God, who, who will let him have headphones? That's what Thank I want goodness know. I can control the panel. <laughs> no, the Bengals Otherwise are 7-0 and, and are looking outstanding. They have not missed a beat. In First my week opinion. by. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say them and the Patriots will, will, will sit out the first weeks. Interesting to see if if the Bengals can have a better record than the Patriots, it could be huge because you don't want to go into Foxborough if you've got to play them. You'd no. much prefer to play them in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know they're going to spy on you and let air out of your balls yeah. and all sorts of things well, like the, that. Well, so you don't want to go there. Well, the Jets are getting, uh, uh, what is it? They're getting inside into them, apparently trying to record them on the sideline, mm-hmm. which wouldn't surprise me with the New England Cheatriots. So, Ravens and Brownies done. Yep, season over. Although you probably think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. How? How you? I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they might beat the Cincinnati football team this week. Cincinnati who? Football team. Okay. AFC South, the worst division in football by miles. Uh, we both, all of us, it was a clean sweep. Said the Colts would win the division. They are out in front, but they are far from convincing. I want Houston to win it now. I want, I, Brian Hoy is starting to get solid. Actually, look at Brian Hoyer's got stats. A kick-ass target to throw. Yeah, Dondra Hopkins is a gun, absolute gun. JJ Watt is starting to pick up his game. Um, M- Masale, how do you say his name? Masale, Merciless, the middle linebacker for them, playing out of sight, and Cushing's really come back from his injury. If they can get Clowney going, that defense can become Be really pretty good. good. And they've still got a. They still have a matchup in. I'm certain they do. Yeah, week 15. So the third last game of the season. That could be a huge game. I, I honestly think with Houston, with the way Brian Hoy is playing, Houston can can get there. They're on a bye this week. My concern for them is that they finish the season with all division games. They, uh, they got the Colts, the Titans, and the Jags to finish the year. Yep. So they could sweep the three of those. My concern is by the time they get there... <laughs> Bengals, Jets, Saints, Bills, Pats... They might not win another game until they get there, and then they've got no chance. The way the Saints are playing, I don't think I, th- I don't think that they would be the favourite in any of those games. No, I don't think they will be either. So but the Colts I, I have also got the Colts have got the Broncos, the Falcons, they've got the Bucks, which they should win. Then the Steelers. Then and they've got they, Jags, Texans, Dolphins, Titans. So they haven't got the easiest. It's easier, but not as easy. They've gone through their hard run. Yeah. I, the Colts should win this thing, but don't know wild card. If Andrew Luck can get here. going, they should win it. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on. AFC West. 
interesting. You had Denver, so did Matt. I had Kansas City, which I will say they're not out of it as making the playoffs. They've they've played pretty well the last three weeks. They're on they're on a three game win streak. So it is Denver's division after what they did to the Green Bay Packers, and I kind of like Oakland. God, I hope Oakland make it. I think I personally think Kansas are done. Fork them. They're finished. San Diego with that loss on the weekend, you can fork them too. Oh, yeah, they're, they're terrible. But Oakland... Uh, Oakland kind of... Are we both rooting for Oakland? Yeah, we are. Are they kind of our team? Yeah, we talked about them when we were putting the rundown together the other day. We love them. And we were trying to find enough wins for them in the remaining yeah. schedule. To and we were get arguing the, the same argument to no one of how they can get more wins. I, I, I hope they get in. Amari Cooper's great... Michael Crabtree rejuvenated yeah. his career, and he's not that old. He's Fantas- 28. Mate, he's fantasy zombie style. Yeah, he, he he's was been great. And gone. De- Derek Carr's the real deal. That O-line that they've thrown together with like a zombie with scraps has looked pretty good, and that defense is looking outstanding. Good to see DJ Hayden after a rough couple of couple of years as a rookie and, and second-year guy starting to play really well. He's, a, he's an ultra-athletic guy, and our man, Charles the Robot Woodson, Incredible to watch, yeah, leading the cyborg. league in interceptions. Yeah, that that interception he got on the weekend got him a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus. Oh, yep, I, that's him, a nice paycheck. Do you get that in straight cash homie style? Oh, he actually asked for it in dollar bills. <laughs> go to the club, he's too old. Go to the club to make it rain. <laughs> hey, Charles Wilson ain't too old for nothing. <laughs> Not for football, that's for sure. Jumping over to the NFC, we'll start in the East where everyone had the Eagles. The Giants are out in front at four and four. I'm not going to say it's a crappy division. It's just tight with not many wins. We all know my feeling on the whole situation. I don't think... You guys done? We have to win this week. If we don't beat the Eagles this week, we are done and dusted. Even we're, if you win, we'll I, to, I think you're done. It's I, a bridge if, too far. If we can win this week, the Eagles and the Redskins... The, the Redskins are playing the Pats, who aren't going to win. Yeah, they're going to lose. We'll beat the Eagles, and then the, the Giants, we have to hope the Bucks can beat them, which the way their defense is playing, who knows? The Giants are so topsy-turvy. Giants put up 49 points last yeah, week. Yeah, but the Our the, D's the not Bucks, that much better than the Saints. Trust me, it is much better. Yeah. Look, Up look front at their last not few at the games. Back. I th- I think they're better. Either way, we have to if to stay if we lose this week, season over. We all know my opinion. The Cowboys are by far the best team in the division. Their defense is playing really well. If they lose this week, though, it's another wasted year with the Tony Romo era, purely through no fault of their own. I said at the st- a couple of weeks in, yep. someone could win this division with a losing record. I feel pretty good about that right now. If the Cowboys lose this week, I would I would say to them, you do not bring Tony Romo back. Put Des Bryant on ice for the rest of the season. Get him fighting fit. Only win one more game for the year. Get a top five pick. Load up on some ultra talented running back. I don't know who's in the draft, and then reboot. And that could be your best chance of winning one. Load up for next year, basically, because mm. they've got all the pieces. They're just, they're just missing Romo at the moment. Yep, and a competent backup. Yep. NFC North. We all picked the Packers. They're out in front, six and zero. Oh. Six and oh, one. sorry, six and one. Thanks, that's James. My, that's my fault. That's your sorry. fault. Um, obviously getting, well, pretty much belted on the weekend. They got killed. Anyone who thinks that game was any way going to be the Packers, they're wrong. They got murdered. Uh, Vikings look okay. My trouble with the Vikings are Teddy throws a belt. He's just so... Well, he doesn't do anything I exciting. agree. I, I picked the Vikings for a wild card, which Smith. is now looking all right. Yeah, He's he the black is. Alex Smith. He's Blalick Smith. But... <laughs> <laughs> Have a look. Have a look at their run home. They got the Rams. No, the Raiders. I'll lose that. Rams, Raiders, pack. Packers, Falcons, but, Seahawks, but then Cardinals. Falcons, Cardinals, Bucks, Lions. 
The they've, only they've games got five that... wins now. They only have to find five. Oh, they don't need ten wins to win a wild card in the NFC. With Atlanta already on six and two, they, they have, if they beat Atlanta, which they've got that matchup. But you guys, the Rams are playing so well. The Raiders are playing well. That's the Packers at or either way they play them twice. One's going to be at the Packers. The Falcons, who knows, in four weeks, five weeks, somehow they're going to be fine. They yeah, might get they got back. A with the Seahawks. The Seahawks and the Cardinals yeah. are guns. The be- oh, I, prob- just, yeah. they, I don't think they're going to Saints are coming too. Their receiving core is terrible. And, and as I said, Teddy just doesn't do it. He doesn't do enough. Defense is pretty solid. Um, quick shout out to Eric Kendricks, the middle linebacker rookie. Looks really sharp. Bears are done. Lions are so done. I can't believe Jim Colwell still has a job. If it wasn't for the Titans, they're headed for the first pick in the NFL, and he probably will be the next coach fired. And, and you know what? The Lions, if anyone from the Lions organization is listening, do the right thing and trade Matthew Stafford or cut Matthew Stafford at the end of this season. You're only going to ruin him now. He's lost all his confidence. He won't get it back. He ruined himself. He's not that good. Yeah, he's all right. NFC South. Uh, I had the Saints. You had the Falcons. So far, we're both wrong with the Panthers undefeated out in front. Falcons are right behind them, six and two. Saints coming like a freight train, four and four. And the Bucks will kick around the kiddie pool for the rest of the season and have a top ten pick. What I yeah, the, the, the you, why do you hate the Bucks so much? They're your team. Why can't you treat the Bucks like you treat the Browns? I love the Browns. Exactly. Why do you love the Browns? They're exciting. Oh yeah. Hey, did you see Josh John- McCown? He's always been. He's there's, there's no. posters. Johnny. Josh McCown, excitement machine. Johnny's starting this week. Oh, turn it up, Garraway. He is. You whipped. He's You're so whipped good. and you know it. So Lacey, good. stop doing this to him. Stop, <laughs> stop melting his brain. I come around the other day and you've got a foil tray on your head. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> Browns suck. Either way, the Buccaneers are better than the Browns by winning record and as a team. Panthers have the Packers. It's at home this week. I reckon the Packers won't have another game like they did yesterday. No. But then they've got the Titans, the Redskins, the Cowboys, who at that point, who knows what the Cowboys will be playing for and they might have Romo back. Then they've got the Saints a division game. They finished basically with three division games and the Giants. They finished with more than that. One, two, three, oh, four Falcons division twice. games and the Giants. Yeah. So that's going to come down in the season. I think the Falcons can get can get back, can catch them again. Well, they've the, got the 49ers next, who they'll and beat. The, and then the Colts. And the Colts who are playing terrible. And then the Vikings at, at Atlanta. So they're not out of it. Um, you know, as I said, they've still got to play. The Falcons and the Panthers are going to play each other twice still. That, that that will decide the division. And the Falcons still haven't played the Jags yet either. Do you think the Saints are for real? I, I personally don't. No. And I don't rate them. I saw it in person. I really like Drew Brees. And I love Drew Brees. I got a lot of time but for that organization. Good but no, they Other than Atlanta. They beat Atlanta, which was a pretty good win. But division... I always take division games out of the context. You could be 0-16 and 16-0. and 0, yeah. And if you're playing division matchup, it is anyone's game. The, the difference now is whatever troubles Breeze was having with his arm, it's gone. It's gone. Well, no, the, the offensive system, they went back to what worked. Drew Breeze has never been a downfield quarterback. No. He's never had a powerful arm. And people who think that, you have to go back and watch. When they were, when they won their Super Bowl, it was crossing routes. It was hitches. Um, rolls out of the yeah. backfield. Screens, flash flare routes, all that kind of stuff. They, that's how they were successful. They've gone back to that now. And since then, the offense has looked outstanding. That defense just scares the crap out of me, though. They're so bad. Yeah, they're awful. And Rob Ryan, see you later. 
NFC West, I had the Seahawks. James had the Seahawks and mate Maddie had the Seahawks as well. And it's the Cardinals out in front. At least I had them for a wild card with six and two. The Seahawks are behind them, four and four. Uh, the Rams are four and three with the game in hand, and the Niners stink. The Seahawks are in real trouble here. You look at their next four games, three games even. Cardinals, tough game. Niners, it's a division game, as we just they said. They blew their doors off two They should ago. beat them, They'll blow but their it's doors still off a division game. game. No. Steelers, that's at the Steelers. Tough place to go in and win. And it's going to give them enough time to maybe get used to not having Levy and Bell. I'm trying to see if they can patch together Stewart. Yep, but then get this. The Rams, their next three games. Vikings, Bears, Ravens. Then who have they got after that? Bengals, Cardinals. But then they've got the Lions and the Bucks. There are six winnable games there. And and like they're, well, they're, they're not even 50-50s. Other uh, than the Vikings, they're all winnable. With six winnable games, they need all six. Yeah, they, they need to win ten times. And I think I think they might. I think we've been sleeping. The Rams have been playing with Todd Gurley, who we'll get to rookie of the year. He's, he's something else. Every team that didn't draft him is sitting there going, damn it, what, what, what were we doing? Either way, that ends our divisions. For the wild cards, me and you have... Uh, I had I had the Cowboys in Arizona. You had the Vikings in Arizona. At this point, unless the Cowboys can creep up and win nah, that division. No, they're done, dude. They're not going to win a wild card no matter no. what, unless they can something can go right for them. Um, you're, you're looking pretty spot on. Arizona might win the division, but then you'll probably get Seattle. You might get Seattle. Back probably, who I had winning the division. Yeah, you'll probably not miss out on a team there unless the Vikings S the bet, as we like yeah. to call it. Um, and in the AFC, you had... Bills and Chargers. I'm probably going to miss on both. Both of them. I had Steelers and Broncos. So the only team I'm missing on at the moment in the playoffs is Kansas City. So and and the Ravens. Oh, and the right. Yeah, I'm missing on that bad. (laughs) In my defence, did anyone think they were going to be that bad? No. But everyone was predicting them to be really good. We'll get into our our MVP, Richard. These are laughable. Richard had Andrew Luck. I had Sam Bradford. Yours was... I'm just going to admit, I was trying to jinx them. Mine can be saved. Yours, no, it can't. You can't be MVP, but it's better than Bradford. If they won every game and then won the Super Bowl, I could. That MVP is so far... It's so... It's in Tom Brady's... They've already engraved it. Yeah, it's... Betting companies should be paying out. He is going to win that by a country mile. There's, there's no other way. Offensive Rookie of the Year, we have both had Amari Cooper. Looking the goods, Todd Curley, as you like to call him, or... He's more likely known as Todd Gurley. Is looking pretty good. He could catch him. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year. I really like your pick, Quan Alexander. He's looked really good. Yeah, there's a lot of. You've got plenty of other options there. Middle it, linebackers are all playing well. Leonard Williams is playing great. Um, yeah, Corey Peters, the defensive yeah, back from Kansas City, he's playing he's fantastic. Really um, even Dud Dup- uh, Bud Dupree yep. at the Steelers. He's um, he, oh, he's a rookie too. Yeah, the there's guys, a lot of good guys. There's plenty of good guys there who could take it from him. I, I hope Quan wins it because Tampa needs the buzz. He looks great as well. I, I've, we watched a couple of his games. He looks really good. I had Randy Gregory, who he's been sidelined by injury. My mindset behind that was I figured he was a guy who was going to get some sacks. You get eight or nine sacks as a rookie, you're pretty close to winning that award. So that's the only reason I thought. For coach, you had Rex Ryan. No chance. I had Chip Kelly. No chance. Yep, no way. Sneak, Come, I'll give you a sneaky one. Jack Del Rio. Oh, yeah. Out of the Raiders. If, if they can make the playoffs, if they win 10 games at the playoffs, he's my bet. If he's Dan, changed that attitude. If Dan Quinn and the Falcons have lost a little bit of buzz just, mm. late, just lately, but if they get it back on track, 
But Here's the, a real chance. The Falcons haven't had if, if they're both close. The Falcons haven't had a history of sucking like the Raiders have. They've not been good for so long. So Marvin yeah. Lewis, Bengals. Yeah, he's been pretty. Who? Oh, geez, just move on. <laughs> Rivera, the Panthers. Yay, nay. Yeah, yay. Uh, comeback player of the year. You had Sam Bradford. I don't think he'll get it. Nope. I had Eric Berry coming off cancer. He's played pretty well, but I think we think Carson Palmer's in the box seat. Carson Palmer's certainly in the driving seat. A couple, a smoky Chris Johnson. No, Maybe he he was he was Peterson's on the eligible, but you seem to think he's no chance no after chance. whipping his. They son. will never ever give that award to him. Fair enough. Well, look, that, that, that's basically our mid-season review. Navarro Bowman. Navarro Bowman's been great. 49ers. Yeah, he's been great, but he's on a really crummy team. So if Carson Palmer, if, if they win the division, then it should go to him. Quarterback and a division-winning team. He's been really good too. Larry Fitzgerald's back. Let's so. go over the betting corner and embarrass ourselves. <sighs> this is embarrassing. Darling, it's time for your betting corner. <laughs> Come down. <laughs> and on that highlight, hey, Chris, how are you, mate? Hi. Mum called me. I was just uh, doing some stuff upstairs, so I just thought I'd I'd pop down and uh, help you guys out. What's going on? Why was the vacuum cleaner in your bedroom with you, Chris? <laughs> I was going to make that joke before, actually. <laughs> but you didn't, sucker. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Boys, uh, terrible on your behalf. Yep, bad Both weekend. Bad that's, weekend. That's the, the only positive that you can each take is in the other defense, person. At least I went after some crummy bets. I'm just trying to give him a chance. But you still lost. That's all yeah, that matters. Just two fifty-yard field goals beat me this week. And, Do you want to have a listen to how you went? Yeah, and why OT. not? Let's have a listen. Again, I'm starting with a long shot. I have the Dolphins to beat the Patriots at four dollars twenty-five. Undefeated Patriots. Yep, I want five hundred on it. I I think the Browns can win at home against the Cardinals. They're paying two ninety-four. I have five hundred on it. You've been uh, you've been done a couple of times by the uh, Browns this season already. So that's, two in a row. You got to be careful. Yep, going for three in a row. Uh, I have got another little bit of a long shot. The Colts to beat the Panthers. It's in Carolina. Again, I think the Panthers. They've had some close games. I think they're due for one. I think the Colts are due to have a really good game offensively. Um, who, who knows? It's, it's a long shot. But I want five hundred dollars on them at three dollars forty seven. I liked the Steelers at the start of the year. I think they're a really good team. I know their quarterback issues, but the Bengals are coming to town. The Bengals. It's say, say it again. The Bengals. The Bengals. Bengals. They're, they're not the, they're not the 80s band singing Eternal Flame. Isn't that what they're named <laughs> they're the, after? The Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sure they're named after. Not them. the Bengals. Well, he's having a shocker today. The Cincinnati football team will be headed to the <laughs> Pittsburgh football team. He's not used to being in the studio. No, no I'm not. a couple of weeks no, off. He's, he's a, a bit rusty. I'm used to yawning. When did you leave the this? States? A while ago. Um, I really think the Steelers can pinch this and Cincinnati's going to get their first loss. I want the San Diego Chargers to go in to Baltimore and beat the Ravens at $2.49. Wait for it. I want $1,000 on it. So just terrible on both of your behalves. Richie, you had two bets, both with 500 bucks on it. Lost both. 1000 bucks down. You started off the round. With 6,203. Oh, just in positive territory. Now 5,203, up 203 for the start of the season. So you're still in positive territory. That's betting with me, you're still winning. Well done, mate. James. Yes, James, sir. James, 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 James. Three bets. Two of them, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. The third one, lazy grand. Mm-hmm. You lost two grand. You started off the round 13,000. 
$606, now down to $11,606. So just to clarify, I'm still, not that good at maths. Am still I still doubling. doubling his score? Over. Oh, okay, okay good. Over I just doubling. wanted to make yep. sure. Yep. Yep. So even though I was I was kind to you, you still had to go and put money on the crappy Browns because you get beaten at home And I'm you sure you'll go for four in a row this week as well. Are you going to go for the Browns this week? We'll see. Well, let's start off with your bets. Let's go. All right, first one. The St. Louis Rams are going to the Minnesota Vikings. They're getting $2.18 for the win. Don't mind that. I reckon that's got half a chance. I'll have $500 on the Rams at two eighteen. Playing with their own 500. I like it. James? Uh, my first bet, Oakland to go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. Do it for me, Jack Del Rio, at $2.77. I want 500 on it. Another 500. Nice. How many bets have we each got today, by I got, the way? I only got two. I got a third one. All right, sweet. All right, so next my next one. I'm going to bet on my own Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New York Giants who have no defense. They're going to come down to sunny Florida. It'll be hot and humid. They don't want to play. We're getting 217 and I'll have $500 on that. Okay, and my next bet, Richard. Now, I was going to go with St. Louis to beat the Vikings, but apparently I'm not allowed to because you did. Chris told me in, in the rule book, apparently, of fake money betting. The That's official... The the, the Chris Tyler official rule book. Call it what it is. It's the Chris Starkey rule book Sorry, of Chris fake Tyler. betting. Uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to change my bet and I'm going to go head to head with you. Now, I wanted the Rams. I like the Rams. But you know what? To make it interesting, I'm, I'm a bit in front. We had a bit of fun with it. I'm going to take 500 on the Vikings. So that game's going to be a head to head game. Could be a big swing if it doesn't go my way. It could, it could be a huge win. It could be huge for both of us. All right. So that's who I want. Why do you call me Chris Starkey, by the way? Um. Look, really, it's because you're of ethnic descent. Your name's Nothing. Chris. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> All right, what's your last bet, Caraway? All right, I'm going to take a fly here. The Washington Redskins are going to the New England Patriots, and the oh. Cleveland Browns are going to oh, the Cincinnati Professional Football Team. I'm going to have $100 on that parlayed at the odds of 53-20. So if they both win. They both win. Which will pay me out five thousand three hundred and twenty. You'll still be losing. Multi. Yeah, I'll be bloody close though. You'll stop mucking around. <laughs> That's a crap bet. There is a distinct lack of multi bets in this. I'm, I might. I'm, I'm gonna. I look in the rule book. Hang on. One second. Yep. The rule book says that I can change rules halfway through the season. I need to see some uh, more multi bets as of next week. Okay. No worries. Well, look. Normally, if a team is paying nine fifty with a line of fourteen points. You don't bet on them, but Rich is one of those risk takers, and you know, got to catch up. He doesn't want to get bashed tonight, so Cleveland's on, on his list again. Well done. Got to catch up. I'm going to throw. I wasn't going to have three, but because Richard stole my bet, I'm going to throw one more on. I'll have uh, I'll have five hundred on the Miami Dolphins to go into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills. Pray to God, Manuel plays. That's all I can say. <laughs> so no multis for you today. No multis. No, I'll, I'll, week, I'll look into them next week. As of next week, we're going to start some multis. Well, I'm just learning. I didn't even know what the line was three weeks ago. <laughs> let, let me find my feet. Okay. <laughs> I should teach you over under total match points. No, I don't want that. That doesn't sound like fun. That sounds confusing. Is that just is we that just the total no score? Math. If the total score is over under. 44? Yeah, so... Oh, that was hard to learn. Well, there you go. Betting's complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> Winning's hard. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Coming up, we look at the best games of next week. This is Tom Hornsey, and you're listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. Thanks, Tom. Game I want to look at first, Packers at Panthers. Yeah, in, in, interesting game. I will have a quick stat that just popped up on my Facebook, Richard, that I showed you. We have Kaepernick versus um, Cam Newton. Six touchdowns to 11 touchdowns, five picks to eight picks, 1,615 yards to 1,523, 
256 rushing yards to 286 rushing yards. Kaepernick, 59.3 completion percentage, 54.2 for, New- for Newton, 78.8 and 78.1. One's out of a job. One's one benched. Is... One's an MVP candidate. Yeah, well, Switch on. He's not. Stupidity. Who's going to win? Uh, Packers, comfortably. Yeah, they'll I'm bounce back. Agree with you. They'll bounce. They'll get Devonta Adams back as well. They'll bounce back heavy. Dolphins at Bills. You had a bit of a bet on it. Interesting game here. It's probably going to fork one of them. Whoever loses is done, in my opinion. It's going to come down to Tyrod Taylor. If Tyrod Taylor's playing, Bills will kill him. He's ma- he makes such a difference that offense. Manuel's terrible, so really, it's hard to judge. I'm I'm gonna I think he is gonna play, so I'm gonna say Bills, but it could go either way if he doesn't. Rams at Vikings, two of the worst offenses in the league, Just two disgusting. very good defenses, two awful passing attacks, with two of the best rushing They're attacks. They're so in the evenly league. matched. The game could be over in two hours. The but, clock won't stop. But the thing is, Gurley's playing hot and the the Rams defensive line I just love. Aaron Donald's a freak show. Um, Vikings are very similar, but they just don't have that firepower on the D-line, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm going to take the Rams. Raiders at Steelers. Steelers missing their number one weapon in Bell. Look, my mind is telling me Pittsburgh will win at home, but my heart, my heart, Richie, it's telling me Oakland going there and get the win. I'm having such a good time with Oakland I, they, this year. Can we just officially name them the SCN NFL podcast team? Yeah, but, if we're going to steal from another podcast, why not? But, you know what? We love them. We need a team to bury for together. To their our team. It's done. They're our team. They're our team. They're our team. Chris, you in on that? Don't yes. talk in the mic, please. Sorry. <laughs> Next game. And the one we're going to finish up on is Eagles at the Cowboys. Yeah, this is this is purely there because if the Cowboys lose, their season's over. It, it, it's that simple. If they win, they're just alive, and the Giant. They're probably still relying on the Giants to lose. Um, I just, I actually just want them to win, not even for the season. Just because I hate the Eagles, and it would be so fun to sweep them. We already beat them in Philadelphia. Mind you, we had Tony Romo, but the defense playing outstanding. Uh, it'll be an interesting game. Final programming note. Thank you, NFL, for at least getting three late games this week. I prefer four if you can sort that out Why for the following weeks. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Does my head in. And that, the worst Monday night game of the season, Bears versus Chargers. That's Puke. why we didn't talk about it. That'll bring us to the end of today's show. Thanks for downloading and listening to the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at jarthur6594. You can follow me at richard03. Big thanks thanks to our guest, Nathan Chapman from ProKick Australia. Until next week, for James Arthur, for our producer, Chris Tyler, who talks way too much for my liking. I am Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.